All right. So just to recap, I'm wearing a <laughs> short sleeve button up <laughs> shirt. It's got flowers all over it. Yep. And it's underneath, blue. it's so hot. So hot out. Mm-hmm. Super warm. So underneath, I wore this like really lightweight white shirt. Yep. And then I put the overshirt on and the undershirt, the sleeves are longer than the overshirt. So it's like two two inches of extra shirt on the sleeves and it's super embarrassing. Oh boy. Guys, how hot would it be if I was also there recording? Well, if you were sitting right next to me right now, we would probably just be mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. In a world where shiny paper rules our lives and Dr. Pepper reigns supreme, you are here listening to the Mock Stars Podcast. Hello, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Evan Kunai, and I'm here with Jordan Garcia. Yo, what up? Solid intro. And across the way, we got Christopher Ritter. Can we do a fourth take? No, no, no. You know what? Let's just roll. All right, like, we're moving on. Uh, Evan, you did a great job. I'll take over because you're stammering. Uh, We guys are talking about the first sneak peek of a set I'm very hyped about, and that is Wilds of Eldraine coming up in the fall, as I thought, or just kidding, it's a few weeks from now, apparently. Uh, There's a ton of good shit to talk about, tons of reprints, and uh, I think as a whole we'll be discussing as our uh, main piece kind of our our thoughts and uh, kind of our... Uh, perspective so far of the game design. Uh, Our first impressions. Yeah, some solid first impressions. Uh, but before that, got to shout out all of the plugs. We have our link tree to make everything easy for you guys. Go over to YouTube. Give us a little subscribe button if you like watching giant uh, moving pictures while we speak. Uh, if you're not on that vibe and you just like to listen to podcasts on your favorite platform, we are there. Just give us a freaking five-star review. That'd be sick. If you want to chat with us, play games with us, brew buddies with us, we are talking about decks and uh, new all these spoilers coming out. Join us on the Discord. Link is down below. Otherwise, let's freaking get into it, boys. Let's dive right in. We're starting with our pregame action. We're talking about the reprints from Wilds of Eldraine. And the, while there aren't any like major reprints in the like main set itself, we are seeing a lot of reprints in the Enchanted Tales section, Thank which is you. focusing on enchantments. Could not remember what that was called. Yeah, so we're... Looking at a bunch of stuff here, we saw a few things like early on, like Ristic Study, which is a great reprint. And uh, today we saw three, six, nine, twelve, fourteen new cards on the reprint list. Oh shit! I did not see any of this, so I'm excited. Yeah. yeah so there are a lot of really great reprints. Some cards that I didn't think they would reprint so soon, uh, in a good and bad sense. So, uh, but then cards that haven't been reprinted in literally forever are making an appearance here too. So, uh, let's just dive right in. Um, we're getting another reprint of sneak attack and the artwork is super cute. I haven't seen the like chibi or whatever the anime artwork Mm -hmm. for it yet, but, uh, I really like the, what the Eldraine treatment for that one. Uh, there's a few others that are uh, a little bit like, uh, it's, it's been a while right polluted bonds jordan that was a card you played in your yarrick deck way way back says whenever an opponent uh or whenever a lander is battlefield under opponent's control 
uh, they lose two life and you gain two life. Is that right? Um, I think it's just they lose two life. Bro, you're asking the wrong guy. Nope, whenever you do gain comes, two life. Yeah, come, whenever it comes into play under its player's control, yeah, just insane, actually. That's just such a good thing. But then there are a few enchantments that are getting reprints right now that we just saw in Commander Masters, and this is where I'm literally like shaking my head, head in my hands, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Land tax, grave pact, were just reprinted. Yeah, they've been in doing Commander Masters. They're on the like reprint train to knock some prices down. It's like, hey, you guys got out there and you bought Commander Masters. We love you for that. Wow, I just found the list. Holy shit! Can I just talk about there? Because there is one of these. I'm hyped about the anime arts, like all the anime variants. I'm gonna be picking up that Necropunks. I'm gonna be picking up that Ristic Study. And I just saw the Kinder Discovery. Uh, holy crap. I am hyped for all this weeb art. I don't know why, but it looks so freaking good. Yeah. Kindred Discovery is another reprint. It just saw, it was just printed, uh, when Baldur's Gate dropped and we have a few other, other things. Oppression. Uh, yeah. Oppression has been a long time yeah, since we've wow. seen that card printed. And then we're getting another Bitter Blossom. So it should drive the price down even more. Great card. Yeah. Uh, they are really trying to crush the prices of some cards. Yeah. These are all cards, by the way, that when this drops will be legal in historic on arena. So that should be bear, like, bear that in mind. Blood moon will now be legal on arena uh, for historic. So very, very niche card here, but uh, a fun reprint. They do occasionally pre-ban things. They did. They true, actually pre-banned spreading seas. Already. Damn it. That's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they pre-banned it. Sorry, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. God damn it. I didn't know that. All right. Moving on. Why do you even talk about it? Yeah. Uh, so a few other things. One card that I was really surprised that they reprinted fiery emancipation. That card has just been steadily climbing in the market so i mean at at one point you'd have to spend 30 plus dollars to get one of these serious yeah and it's nearly unplayable in anything competitive which is more or less what we specialize in it's barely even playable in like not and casual it's really (laughs) hard pill to swallow like spend six mana and then just telegraph that you know you know you're going to be dealing triple damage on your next turn uh or you know in your you know, you cast it in your main phase and you're able to do triple damage for the turn. You're just putting a huge target on your back. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is all very, a few of these cards are healthy reprints. They're necessary. Yeah. I don't think grave pack need to be ex- as expensive as it was. Re- well, we're getting reprinted in commander masters alleviated a lot of that. I think it met a lot of needs and then now we're getting it again, which if anyone had pursued grave pact in commander masters, well, sort of a feel bad. I mean, don't be an idiot. <laughs> it's easy enough. Well, you never could have known. You, know, you would have never known. I mean, those are ex- exactly the cards I would not be buying and targeting. Is the cards that are expensive because they've only been printed one time. One, yeah. You know? Because if it does get printed again, it's going to drop it. And if there's a, any chance that they'll print it again, then why would you ever buy that as an invest- investment? Again, not financial advice. Don't sue me. There's a really great card in here, too. Yep. Defense of the Heart, getting another reprint. Huge. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's like really playable cards across the board. Really cool to see Bitter Blossom in here, too. Yeah, Ritter, anything that you're loving from these reprints? Uh, no, just really cool art. Uh, like Jordan mentioned, the Necropotence art is really sweet. Uh, so besides that, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not so upset about, you know, the Commander Masters reprints being so near in time and driving down the price on some of these cards. Um, at this point, you should know better than to be, you know, looking at this as an investment vehicle in that way. 
Um, definitely anything that's not on the reserve list, you're it's such a risk that you're taking that it's not going to lose value and get reprinted into the ground. Right. Right. I think at the end of the day, I'm just happy that card prices go down. It's been going the yeah. other direction for a very long time. So I'll take the dub there. Yeah. We've been printing cards. Yeah, you know what? On- Land tax does not feel like a $40 card. It should be a $10 card. Get it there. Exactly. You know? Yep. Yeah, uh, and that is such a good point because we've been printing our own cards at FedEx for a while now. And so it'd be nice if I didn't have to spend $800 to build a commander deck. So now we are starting to make those strides there. There are still a few cards out there that we would love to see reprints of. But, uh, you know, another one, Copy Enchantment, was kind of just like this old card, only been printed once. And for. Not an expensive card. It's not an expensive card. Like. It shouldn't be, is what I mean by that. Yeah, and it's going to be $2, you know, or less after this. Yeah, I sat on one for a long time, and it was so cheap, and I never even paid attention just in my binder. And just, like, over the years, just kept creeping up and creeping up. But it's like, all it needs is one reprint. Yeah, not none of this is financial advice. And like Ritter said, for any of these new reprints or anything like that, looking at them as, like, investment pieces is kind of like a risky play at the moment with how how frequent we're seeing these so um i'm ready to move on are you guys ready yeah there's uh tons of new cards that uh have gotten spoiled that i am just extremely excited about today we saw the uh debut stream from wizards of the coast of wilds of eldraine and they revealed 42 new cards yeah and so today we are giving our first impressions on a few of those cards. Today we're going through 42 cards individually, one by one. And first yep. one, go. In depth. <laughs> first one, go completely random. Uh, first one, I'll start off. I think this is great for green. It's been a long time since they've seen something that is going to be this effective in standard, but it's Blossoming Tortoise. Yo, I saw this too. This is crazy. Yeah, that card rolls. Yeah, this is a yeah. mythic. So two and two green, turtle creature uh whenever blossoming tortoise enters the battlefield or attacks mill three cards then return a land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped note that it doesn't say amongst the cards milled you can reuse fetch lands or like fabled passage or whatever activated abilities of lands you control cost one less to activate creature or land creatures you control get plus one plus one also a very important note here in the rules text Activated abilities of lands you control cost one less to activate. They notably, they have to put in the text to say you cannot reduce, you cannot reduce the mana to less than one. They have to print that, or they, this is not, it's not printed on the card. So if something says pay one, tap it, add one mana of any color, it's now not, it's just, it's not zero or it is, it is zero because they, they specifically did not specify it for the one time. Correct. Number. I see. So you can reduce the cost down to zero. Fantastic. For lands. Uh, uh, so I guess if you were played a Shia and you had a creature that that just said, oh shit, yeah, 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 pay one la- or pay one mana for something. I mean, CDH wise, I don't know, but like, there's a lot of gas elsewhere. Like other formats, I think are gonna have fun with this, and then I think you can definitely do some breaking it, no problem. Yeah, if I was playing Zakama, I would be playing this, like, at, like at the CDH level. I feel like I could find a way to abuse this to continue, like, getting lands or whatever. I, mean, uh, I could be completely wrong. Someone come up can come up with the line that just makes it viable because all of my things are like activated abilities on lands so it's actually an enabler for that deck yeah um plus it's not only just an enter the battlefield ability it's when it attacks too so it has that like titan-esque uh sort of text yeah that's a good way of looking at it really nice yeah and uh, i think it's just perfect in a shia land creatures you control get plus one plus one kind of cool uh i think it's very cool 
Uh, but it does enable a lot of these uh, new uh, man lands. Is that is that what they're called? Like yeah, yeah the creature based lands. Yeah, they uh, they become creatures. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if you're playing this and you're in draft or whatever, and you get both of those, you just kind of sit in real pretty because it just costs that much less. Means you can spend that much more mana on your turn, hold it up, and then activate on your opponent's turn for like that sneaky block or whatever. Yeah. So um, no, I think it's very cool. Uh, I got a card I want to talk about, and I think this is, as far as I can tell, I'm still kind of new to all these spoilers, so it's very exciting to go yeah. through. Um, it looks like there's a line of legendary creatures at rare slots that have like some kind of tap-activated ability, and I think this is really where we're going to start seeing some interesting new mechanics that might we might be able to push. Just a reminder, you know, back in the old uh, original Eldraine days, like I felt like personally there was a lot of stuff that went unnoticed and unrecognized for a while and then slowly but surely became prevalent in lots of different formats. And like to the, even to this day, we still have a lot of Eldraine stuff. Um, but this is a card I'm pretty hyped about. It is Yenna Red Tooth Regent uh, for a two green white legendary creature, Elf Noble. She's a 4-4. And she has an activated ability of two tapper. Choose target enchantment you control that doesn't have the same name as another permanent you control. Easy. Create a token that's a copy of it, except it isn't legendary. Oh, yeah, I saw this. If the token is an aura, untap Yenna. Yeah. Then scry to. Activate only as a sorcery. So that seems pretty decent. You can actually just chain. So uh, it's if something that doesn't already have a name. So you could wild growth for free. Like if you're using a Yeah, if you target a wild growth, you can enchant the next land yeah, uh, to tap for two mana. It would untap Yenna, and then you can tap it again using the new land that now taps for two mana to activate it again. Yeah. But you can't, like... You can't they, the same one. You can't cheat. Yeah, yeah, because you could just then enchant all of your lands with wild growth, which would yeah. be pretty insane. But uh, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of uh, flexibility, and there's just, like, there's something we haven't seen a lot, right? And you were even talking a while ago, Evan, just, like, we haven't really seen any like creative push in this direction towards enchantments towards auras lately a lot of times it's been like all that glitter effects boros aggro go yeah and we're seeing or like green white enchantress that's it yeah in this set there's a lot of cards with the new keyword bargain uh which is you may sacrifice an artifact enchantment or token as you cast a spell and i'm sure that is supposed to be like an enabler because they also have roles there's um enchantment uh enchant creatures they're token enchantments that are roles that say like uh mage or, or you know like uh monster roles stuff like that that all give like different abilities so there's going to be a million tokens i don't even know what the fuck you're saying right i mean now. also in cdh you're going to have uh, you know, treasure tokens for sure, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so you can sacrifice to that. And I think this bargain has legs. Uh, uh, yeah, I like, sorry, I like uh, Besiege the Mirror a lot. Yes, we were talking about uh, this. This is very cool. So that is uh, one colorless, three black. And then you search your library for a card. And if it's... Uh, uh, four or less. If the spell was bargained and the CMC is four or less, you may, you know, play the exiled card. Otherwise, put it in your hand. So, it's rad. It's a tutor, and then it pays for your tutor target, presumably, right? I mean, Evan loved uh, the uh, party card, right? You know, coveted prize. Coveted prize, which is still great, and more people should be playing Slept on, right? But this is... Essentially, a high, higher intensive mana restriction and less of a build around restriction for a very similar card. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm excited to see uh, where this whole bargain thing goes because I think maybe we have seen, um, you know, like the peak or like the because the mythics are usually like the chase cards where they try to like make the that effect as powerful as they can. Um, so uh, maybe we've seen the peak, but I think there's still going to be even more that helps break that. Like says, like Ritter said in CUDH, we have treasures laying around all the time. Yeah. There are clues now, you know, Random like that tokens are everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think that um, also things just like going to the graveyard, a lot of these new cards actually care about enchantments hitting the graveyard, which is pretty cool. So, like, that bargain, if you have something that's just like recursion, I think, you know, like Taeom could actually benefit from this quite a bit, too. So, uh, we'll see where that goes. It's um, pretty interesting. It's like the first time there's like a sacrifice payoff effect, a kicker type effect, if you will, that only uh, revolves around non creature. Essentially, unless it's a creature token specifically. Yeah. You can't suck a creature to uh, affect any of these bargains. So these the roll tokens, uh, there are a few. There's the royal roll. There's cursed roll. Uh, so some of them have positive effects, and a lot of them have negative effects, too. So the cursed roll is the enchanted creature is one is a 1-1. One, one. Still has its abilities and everything, but it's a 1-1. One, one. And so a lot of these effects are like, if you can remove that roll... Um, the rolls also have the text written on them that if you were to enchant the creature with another roll, sacrifice the other roll yeah. and then enchant it again. So, so essentially you can only have one at a time. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. You only have one roll at a time. Um, but there's, yeah, there's some really cool stuff that's going to take advantage of that. Um, and some cool things that are going to be able to take advantage of tokens like this new legendary artifact creature. It's a food night. It is Surginger, the meal ender. I've been so hyped for this card. This yes. is so great. It's actually nutty. I haven't even read it yet. <laughs> I just love the theme. Let's go. It is two mana. So Surginger, the meal ender, has trample, hexproof, and haste as long as an opponent controls a planeswalker. Whenever another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Surginger and scry one. Damn. Pay two, sacrifice Sir Ginger, you gain life equal to its power. Because it's also a food. So Damn. Yeah. When, whenever another artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter and scry one. I think that's just insane. I feel like a lot of times you're just going to be sacking her and gaining like <laughs> 10 life or something. Yeah, you, you can. You can just sit around and wait for that to happen. Um, I think that uh, this is... Uh, there was an, an uncommon from... Baldur's Gate that had the same ability or had a similar ability whenever you gain life, scry one, or put a plus one plus one counter on it and scry one. Mm -hmm. uh, I just can't quite remember what it what it's called. Hopefully you guys can help us out in the comment section um, or just do a quick uh, scryfall search for us. But uh, it, it's incredibly powerful. It's a uh, PDH. So if you guys aren't familiar with PDH, Popper uh, EDH, uh, it's a one of the best commanders you can play because it's a green and a white and it says whenever you gain life there's soul warden effects like stuff like that um it just runs away with the game because you get so much more card advantage i think that that's one thing that this card is going to present in standard in edh cdh potentially is that whenever an artifact hits your graveyard you're going to put a plus one plus one counter on it and you're getting card advantage i i mean i like in scrying scrying one is half of drawing a card right because you have the option to like leave it there you have that information or you put it underneath and you get to see a new card so i think this thing has legs no i think it's very cool actually it has horse it's riding a horse I, it's got four legs 
It has four legs. Six legs. He's just riding a horse. All right. Uh, like Jordan said, there are a lot of legendary creatures with tapping abilities, which um, we talked about previously in a, in a previous episode just about um, untapping. It's actually the Lord of the Rings set. We were talking about it where untapping creatures is a powerful effect. Like being able to untap something and abuse those abilities can go crazy and nutty. So we're starting to see uncommons like Troyan, Gutsy Explorer. One a green and a blue legendary creature. Tap, add a green and a blue. Spend this mana only to cast spells with mana value five or greater or spells with X in their mana value or X in their mana cost. You can pay a blue, <laughs> tap it, and then loot. Draw a card and then discard a card. Uh, so... Go if ahead. you can untap it, it's mana positive, right? Yep. yep. Um, notably, I believe there's a few cards that go infinite with anything that can produce more than two mana, right? And free from the real lines and stuff like that. The only thing here is that you have to... Ca- it has restrictions oh, on gee. what you, you can need the cast. Mana to untap it, yep. Um, yeah, because, yeah, it, it's... Man, the mana is restrictive. Um, so there is that, but... Um, I do think that you, if there's an untap ability in this and you're drafting it, I think this can go wild for sure. Give you most of the mana you need to like take it, take the top off the game. Um, there's also Johan, Apprentice Sorcerer. If you, yeah, uh, yeah two and a blue and a red, uncommon legendary creature as a human wizard. We're going to see a lot of those. So if you like humans, you're going to see a lot of them in this set. You may look at the top card of your library anytime, once each turn. You may, that's important not during each of your turns once each turn you may cast an incident or sorcery spell from the top of your library it seems good it seems cool it's like kind of balanced elsha of the infinite yeah but you know it's an uncommon elsha essentially yeah and um oh gosh there's a really cool mythic right here two and a red legendary creature human fairy that's weird half breed uh, the Fey Blooded, Kellen the Fey Blooded. Uh, it has an adventure and an ability. One in a white sorcery. Search your library for an aura or equipment card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle. Damn, that seems pretty good. Seems seems pretty good. I, I yeah. think this, this card There's could a, have hammer time. There's a number of cards in the set that care about auras. Yeah, I feel like that's just. A, I mean, Ritter, this is your like you know play style or for one of your decks at least. But like that's a huge boon to the, like the Boros like you know equipment or aura strategy. There's only so many mm-hmm. tutors you guys have. Yeah, Ritter, I think this is actually kind of perfect for Yoshi, right? Oh, because oh, it's a le- sure. legendary, it, it, yeah, too, it's, yeah. Because on, on the creature side of it, Evan. Yeah, the creature side, he's a 2-2 double strike. Other creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0 oh for each aura and equipment attached, attached to Kellen the Fey-Blooded. Yo, that is actually sick so, for he, three mana. A lord, yeah. Two mana the into three mana, too? This is a great card. Yeah, that's a uh, that's possibly a build around Boros like equipment commander. You, yeah, you could totally just lean into that. I mean, the fact that you would have a two mana tutor for any equipment in the command zone is crazy. Yes, it's, uh, like, it's like a go wide Voltron situation. Yeah, which even then, so you actually get both effects out of the command zone. That's insane because yep. on two you tutor, on three you cast this guy, and you have a Lord effect. This you know is probably going to be a commander for a lot of people, but I think if you're already building wow. with partners like Yoshi, this is another perfect absolutely perfect addition i mean i'll take a two mana tutor out of the command zone any day that's insane now the next card i'm going to talk about is probably my my star card from the set so far just in it being undervalued immediately out the gate because uh once i read it you're not going to really think it's that great but it's been a long long time since we've seen this ability for this cheap 
It's one in a green Elvish Archivist. It is a zero-one elf artificer. Whenever one or more artifacts un- enter the battlefield under your control, put two plus one plus one counters on Elvish Archivist. This ability triggers only once each turn. That seems strong right away, but it doesn't stop there. Whenever one or more enchantments enter the battlefield under your control, draw a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. Notably, those rolls are enchantments. So, mm. a lot of food, uh, probably a lot of food generation in this set. Probably a lot of roll generation in this set. So this card enables both of those strategies. In standard, if you're playing the Enchantress, which is kind of popping right now, uh, this goes wild for you. It's just card advantage, just stacked right on the like. It's it's uh, Argothian Enchantress without needing the cast. Right. It is a once each turn. Yes. Is the downside, but it has the major upside of getting kind of massive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. I know it's interesting, yeah. Especially like you were saying, like it's going to be interesting to see this in like a draft environment. Like I think it's going to be amazing because if you're making food tokens and dropping enchantments in Wilds of Eldraine draft, like this thing is going to be an engine. Yeah, I I really think this is just going to like help you break parity. Even in Commander, I feel like if your strategy is built around like treasures or whatever, this can get really big and start punching really hard. But it almost gives you reason to play more enchantments than you normally would. Which is why I'm I'm pretty excited about this set. And like we were saying a little earlier, is like this is a whole new like fresh take on enchantments and on auras and just kind of mm-hmm. you know a nice like shot in the arm for like stimulating that. Is there is there a loop with warehouse tabby somehow? Uh, what is it? Speaking of enchantments, like is there a loop with it? Because whenever an enchantment you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, and there's no restriction on that, it's not once per turn. Create a one-one black rat creature token with this creature can't block. Can't block. Whenever an enchantment. Like, whenever an enchantment you Whoa. control is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, create that token, and I that's mean, not a once per turn thing. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some uh, some loops. There's like Boon Weaver Giant loops that is like, I think consistently casting, um, and so is actually you know it'd be interesting is uh, uh, reanimation loops like with a. Uh, Gorian or Warian Gorian Gorian Warian Gorian <laughs> what the fuck is that Abdel Adrian yes that guy yeah, Abdel yeah, Adrian yeah. and then uh, <laughs> and also the OG version of it the World Gorger Dragon right because that's essentially their mm. reanimate spell is going to infinitely be going so it's an outlet, Ooh. a token outlet for that you know yeah so this you're, what I think you guys are getting at is that this has the cauldron familiar potential yeah we totally, yeah, totally just sure. that yeah for every rat she kills, really 10 more take its place. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of cards that... It's a lot of information to process. They're uh, showing us a lot of mythic cards right off the gate to get us excited. Uh, Lots of legendaries. Yeah, there is a uh, cycle that we're seeing called uh, with Virtue. It's like Virtue of. And there's Virtue of Knowledge, which is four and a blue. We've had a few... We've talked about it very briefly on the Discord channel or on our uh, Discord channel, like spoiler season. And this one is a, an enchantment with an adventure. The adventure is Vantress Visions, one in a blue, copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. <laughs> Hi, Mayor Fluffernutter. And uh, if you are. Ritter Scat. If you're casting this as an enchantment, it has, if a permanent enters the battlefield, 
If a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Notice how it doesn't say if a permanent entering the battlefield under your control causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger. If any permanent anybody controls, you know, if you're playing some sort of stacks or some sort of like way to abuse people for playing lands or whatever, right, polluted bonds, so to speak, this is that Yarrick ability. I'm pretty sure that's the writing on most of them, is it not? No, it, most of it is like if it's something you control enters, it triggers an additional time. But this one is like whenever anything enters, if it triggers something you control, it triggers an additional time. Interesting. So it's pretty cool. There, I also saw the white one, uh, Virtue of Something. Um, but uh, that was also pretty cool to see. Virtue. Oh, I'm blanking here. I can't find it. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I'm Super not seeing embarrassing. it. Oh, God. Virtue um, of Loyalty. Three white, white. Uh, as the uh, <laughs> the adventure side, it is one and a white for an instant. Says create a two two white knight creature token with Vigi, uh, and then the enchantment for three white white uh, at the beginning of your end step. Put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. Untap those creatures. We have another white seedborn muse effect. That's why I like that card. That's a good card. I mean, yeah, I mean, Seaboard Muse is five mana, right? The only difference is Seaboard Muse you can cheat out because it's a creature. But and this has evasion. You can still cheat this out in some ways, you know, like Academy Rector style, but uh, is that what you're going to go for? You are not doing a good job if it is. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I feel like it's a, it's a hefty, like, it's not even that much of a reach to, like, have to cast it. I don't think it sets a lot of alarms off. Um, I mean, I think on a draft side, like even trying to like without trying to break it in CDH on draft side, like, holy crap, five mana, adding a plus one plus one counter, which is great. We saw that in Felidar Retreat, right? Yep. And then on top of that, you have pseudo vigilance. You're untapping everything. Like, yep. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm going to punch you and then main phase two, I'll cast this. That's some pretty hot topic. Or in your end step, I will, because the soldier creation or the vigilance is an instant. Is, is an instant. Yep. So you can on your end step, do this, reveal that you have it essentially. Swing for the two on your turn, play this and you get a counter on it. Yep. And uh, nice. there's also a new counter spell in the set. So this is actually going to be great for uh, countering all these adventures and playing around those. Oh, snap. But it's one blue blue. It's called Ice Out. And it has uh, Will on it for the uh, promo art. But it's, it has Bargain. So you can sacrifice an uh, artifact or enchantment or whatever. And uh, if you bargain it, it costs one less. And it's just counter target spell. So for the set for the draft, for standard, this is actually going to be pretty hot. Okay, so the Promar Arts is very cool because it has uh, Will on Ice Out, and then side-by-side side it has Rowan's uh, card. But this is very weird to me because they created a new blue card that is the counterpart to the card that they printed for Rowan, which is Pyroblast. Which I, makes me think that they're going to put Pyroblast in standard. Right, but I was like, but Hydroblast was right there. Like, like... Did you print? You made one new card and then paired it with one card that already existed. Well, notably, we'll see this coming forward. The leak has already confirmed it, but uh, Rowan is no longer blue. Rowan is Rowan's red, red and black in the upcoming black set. red. Yeah, yep, red. Okay, and uh, Will is white blue. So Ooh, spicy. Yep. So they're opposing forces. They're warring against each other, and that's part of the story. Spoiler alert! I only started reading the first part. Oh. oh. Oops. Guys, can we talk about Rowan Sign of War? Uh, yeah, I just can't find it on my source, but you're more okay. than welcome to read it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one black red. 
legendary creature, human wizard, menace, tap. You love it. Spells you cast this turn that are black and or red cost X less to cast, where X is the amount of life you lost this turn. Activate only as a sorcery. It's a 4-2. Uh, uh, that sounds awesome. That yeah, does sound it awesome. sounds like you drop. Yeah. I mean, play Adnaws. You're playing Adnaws already. And then everything in your hand is discounted. But massively. Like, not even just a little bit, right? It's, uh, yeah, it costs uh, 25 less to cast. Yeah. Know, is this just, like, significantly better, like, uh, Rakdos, Lord of Riots from a million years ago? Yeah, and I will say that uh, Will is not nearly as good because he also has the same, basically the same text on him, but he says, for amount of life you've gained this turn. So a lot harder to pull yeah. off. It's a lot easier to lose life than so it is. So lame and bad. Yeah, so uh, even just a Shockland, you know, like in Historic, I feel like this is going to be a great uh, Historic Brawl Commander because, you know, you hit those lands, those pain lands, something, right? Uh, it just, uh, even playing uh, Phyrexian Arena is great there because it's just, oh, every spell, every turn costs one less as long as I tap my commander. So mm-hmm. I think there is something with that there like you were talking about legendary creatures that have tap abilities i thought you had already saw this that's why i thought you were leading into something no. um i have two other cards i want to talk about uh, i think we maybe talk about like kind of our vibes vibe check alert yeah yeah um so i we have the i don't know what she's supposed to reflect she was what the wicked witch the poison snow white uh, uh yeah. area of the charmed apple we've seen this art for the promo art for a minute mm-hmm. um it is one white black for a human warlock two four uh, and it's more enchantment aura stuff, which I'm hyped about. Each creature that's enchanted by an aura you control cannot attack you or Planeswalker you control. We've seen a lot of these cards where it's like, you know, hey, benefits if you want to go do other people, like enchant other people's shit, but it's usually pretty bad. Uh, and this one is pretty cool because then not only do you get to blo- uh, make them not attack you, at the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is the number of auras you control. So you can actually just stop, like this goes, stall someone out. This will go crazy, yeah. yeah and like yeah. every time somebody tries yeah. to just kill you, you're just like, "Hey, that's enchanted now. Go hit somebody else with it." Uh, you know how earlier I talked about the cursed roll? There are cards in the set that we've already seen that put the cursed roll on creatures your opponents control. So are they technically auras. Yeah, they are auras. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So you'd be putting that on there. The creature's a one-one now, and it can't attack you. Yeah. You know, so it's like yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of goes wild. But you can also put any roll on it. Like, you can put the royal roll on it. It gets a benefit, but hey. But it's not gonna, coming at you. Like, yeah, what are you doing with that benefit? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, so no, it's a it's a fun new take in an Orzov deck. So I, I might build this for, like, cash. Uh, and the other thing I want to talk about was we got a cool new big dragon. And uh, it's actually, I think, kind of updated to today's stats. It's and really a, good. a little more relevant. Uh, Realm Scorcher Hellkite. We got a new Hellkite. Uh, four red red. He's got Bargain. He's also got Flying in Haste, 4-6, which is awesome. ETB, if it was bargained, add 4 mana in any combination of colors. So, sacrifice a artifact, an enchantment, or a token, and essentially you got a 2-mana dragon with color filtering. Uh, in addition, if you don't have anything else to cast and you want to just sink some mana into it, it has 1 in a red, Realm Scorcher Hellkite deals 1 damage to any target. Yeah, most That's of, pretty freaking good. Yeah, most of you can't reanimate it and get that for whatever mana you know it has to be cast uh because the bargain is a cast is on a cast, yeah, yeah. yeah uh yes but i just think you know we've seen all of these old big old dragons from the uh, old days and they just have a lot of uh, irrelevant abilities but like 
even fire breathing is just it's it's not exciting fire breathing is not exciting anymore it doesn't do anything but one in a red dealing one damage to any target it is fire breathing if you want it to be where it's unblockable fire breathing or you just start nuking the board yeah i think magda does this uh yeah does this oh, play in the decks that care about pinging yeah um, I, th- I think you could i think you require one less step to winning the game with magda now with oh, i could definitely see this in magda that would yeah so again it, you don't get the bargain but I don't know. There's some definitely some options there. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't think it really matters because a lot of the time when you're going off with Magda, there's you have to assemble some loops that require you know sometimes two, three, four pieces, you know, multiple Magda searches. Where if you can generate infinite treasures or whatever, you can now play clouds. Uh, yeah, can you play Cloudstone? You probably play Cloudstone, generate infinite treasures, and then just oh, like now feed infinite mana into this. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is essentially just another outlet, and Magda has no issue getting infinite mana. Yeah, I think it just opens up a few more slots. If you wanted to pivot to this as your option for infinite outlet to deal infinite damage, you can actually open up a few slots to either stack the board a little harder and sort of like That's guarantee... Right your your line yeah that's right because you usually get you start with the clock of omens you know uh artifact dwarf loop you usually yep. get all tapped artifacts and then you usually sack those to magda to find a win but a lot of times they sack uh the first search after that is getting uh a what's his face uh, academy manufacturer so that now you should oh, get right. untapped artifacts and then you can start having infinite man in addition to being able to do all your stuff so then you just go find this guy and then you know jam out a ton of damage uh additionally like maybe you only have one search because right stacks creatures are you know hurting your game plan you don't maybe you get to the point where you just like sneak out one dragon one magda activation and then all of a sudden dealing two da- or you know two damage for four mana is enough to kill the opposition agent or whatever that comes in your way you know yeah i think for a long time we didn't really respect dragons like i think that magda sort of opened our eyes a little bit to that and then now this last tournament at surfside showdown actually has me so curious with the sign of the ur dragon it's like what know, yeah. what can this do yeah like, you're not wrong that, that guy you played a lot of dragons and had did it to quite some success so it's yeah. very cool to watch um sweet any other card specifically we want to talk about ready to move on to the vibe check vibe check, woo, vibe woo, check. Woo, Let's go. um i love when we just come up with segments on the fly <laughs> uh ritter what's your vibe check what's your vibe so far you got a little taste today oh, no. On Wilds of Old Drain? No, just like I, I mean, just I personal. like it. I, I kind of want to draft it. Like, I kind of want to draft it too. That's what know, I was thinking. So more than anything you know, else, I just want to draft it. What Wizards has been strong about is just like set design, and this set design, like it, it seems like there's fun mechanics. It seems like you know, it makes sense as a set. Like it tells a story. It does all the things that like with an enclosed setting, it does right. Are there any things that I'm super excited about in terms of like throwing it in decks? A couple things, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've seen anything that's like I have to build that commander. This needs to go in my CDH deck, something like that. Yeah, it's but it's gen exactly the way you said. It's like more of like a. I'm hyped for the vibe. I like this was one of my favorite sets from before. So getting to circle back to it, seeing like the Sir Ginger food meal ender, the food yeah. night, like just that shit. Makes me happy. Uh-huh. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, when when do we see the uh, the full set spoiled? That's a good question. Do you know? I don't know when it's a fully going to be revealed, but I know that uh, next week is when like we start getting the consistent spoilers. They usually do that where they do one spoiler session, one debut stream, and then a few days down the line they'll start doing like the major of like the bulk. So it's releasing uh, September eighth. So I imagine about a week before. So we're looking about 
maybe two more weeks of spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, plenty of leaks happening so far. So if, if you have been keeping your ear to the ground on uh, Magic the Gathering just in general, if you're following the subreddit, uh, you know, Magic TCG or whatever, you, I'm sure uh, you've seen some of those leaks. It's hard not to. I think when people make those posts, it's hard to, like, avert your eyes, <laughs> even though they're all fuzzied out until you click on it. But, uh, yeah, this, this set for me, the vibe is has me curious and I think because uh, most of the time, I think I've got my own playstyle like down pat. Like I think um, I'm looking for cards to add to the deck that I'm currently playing to make it better. But more than anything, it has me curious because I'm seeing new lines, and I think that just lends to like how uh, like the set design and how everything is like coming together is like they've realized that they sort of like they really funnel a lot of resources into making aftermath and Phyrexia happen, make that storyline happen. And now they're taking that step back and implementing a lot of new mechanics where I can read the cards and I know what the text says in my brain. I can theorize, but I'm also scared shitless because I don't quite know what it all means yet. Yeah. You don't know what the card does yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in its full scope. That's super exciting to me. And that's what I love about like new sets sometimes. And what I feel like we've been honestly lacking for like the better part of a year is like, is either you get a spoiler and it's like, that's trash or that is broken. And those are yeah. the two things we talk about. And only one thing makes us excited. But there's like, I don't know if it's necessarily broken, but there's a lot of new words and new mechanics and new interactions mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. And like that as like a deck builder and just a general overall magic enjoyer, like that's the shit that makes me excited. You combine that new mechanics and interesting mechanics with, you know, a fun set full of flavor and design. Like that is what makes me excited. Right. Well, we can complain all we want it's about fun and low things, stakes. Yeah. Fun and low yep. stakes. Yeah. Like we might just want to draft it and have a great time and draft it like a bunch of times or like maybe like last El drain maybe something start you know, the cream starts rising to the top right and we start finding out maybe this actually is like cdh viable or this completely flexes out another slot because it's just better like we haven't seen that yet yeah i think we're going to be pleasantly surprised by all the new decks appearing at tournaments people trying new things and that's ultimately how this game grows so to be able to give us new material like this and have it feel so fresh is, well, refreshing. Quite refreshing. Hey. Yeah. Um, Any closing notes, boys? Closing notes. Um, I thought that siren sound I did was incredibly realistic. Spot on. I thought we were being invaded. It was great. Uh, I have one last note, and it's because I saw it on Reddit just now. It is the new... Or I guess not, new art of uh, Liliana of the Veil, the one oh, the three mana art. three yes. mana Lily. Where why what <sighs> new anime art of Lily? It's, oh, it's, it's getting uh, reprinted. In- it's going to be. It's I don't think it's the same deal. It's the that style that they're using for the uh, enchantment enchanted tales, but it's going to be a. I think it's an RCQ qualifier. Oh, promo yeah i hate those because <laughs> they're super I, fucking expensive yeah yeah i love them because they're all beautiful and they're all wonderful but i hate them because they're unattainable yeah guys go look this stuff up because holy god it looks I, sick i mean we just got to commit ourselves to going to those tournaments of course but. we just have to learn a completely different format invest in it uh, heavily become good at it and then go win those yeah this summer has been an alligator death spin so um you know what I'm saying? Like we're just on a hunk of meat and just start spinning. That's, that's what this summer has been. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um, on that note, if you guys would like to support the show, you can do so by 
liking, subscribing on YouTube. And if you don't want to watch a rolling graphic, you can find us on all major podcasting platforms where you can leave us a five-star review. It goes a long way to having new people find the podcast and listen to the show. Um, and we appreciate all of you guys listening. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you have a wonderful night. I hope you really do have a wonderful night. Okay, we gotta we gotta go before it gets too mushy. Yeah, God, I just have a beautiful evening. Just just yes. have the best day. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the super hot, unrelenting weather. Have a wonderful dinner. Just a glass a glass of wine if you're not quite twenty one. Don't don't do that yet. But like you know, you get there. You get there. Only do sure. drugs if you're if you're under Thank 21. you, <laughs> thank you. And enjoy yourself a nice crisp, Doctor Pepper. Never forget. All right, guys, I'm going to cut us off now before Evan keeps going. Thanks, y'all, for listening. This has been the Mock Stars Podcast. Peace. Bye-bye.